The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 19th chapter. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He is gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I don't know if any of you have ever seen or heard of this book before. If Jesus Came to My House. It's a book that was written in 1923 by Joan Gale Thomas. And it's a sweet little book about this little boy who imagines Jesus coming to his house. And so as he opens the door and welcomes Jesus in, he, of course, sees Jesus being the same age and the same height as he is. And he invites him in and lets him sit in the place of great honor, his favorite rocking chair, and he shows him on a, takes him on a tour of the house, showing him all of his favorite places to hide. And he lets Jesus play with his most cherished toys. And then at the very end of the day, when it's time for Jesus to go on his way, the little boy acknowledges that Jesus is not likely to come to his house in this way, but that he can always go to Jesus' house anytime he wants to pray or sing or worship Jesus. It's a sweet little story from a child's perspective, but one that can help us reflect on our gospel story for today, too, in light of what we hear about Zacchaeus, who does receive a visit from Jesus. But first, a few things to take note of for our gospel story today. Now, remember way back to Luke chapter 9, Jesus has set his face toward Jerusalem. And so we know what that means. We know that Jesus is already well aware that his time on earth will be short. His time to teach and preach as much as he can about who God is will be limited. And so he travels as much as he can. He tries to get the word to as many people as he can. And so now here we are in Luke chapter 19. And already, a few 
few verses ahead of this one. In verse 28, Jesus is going to be on the outskirts of Jerusalem. Cue the ominous music here. Dun, dun, dun. He's going to be greeted by all of these crowds of people who will wave their palm branches, lay down their coats on before his way, and they will be shouting, Messiah, son of David, have mercy on us. They will be longing and hoping that he will be the Messiah, the king that they have all longed for. And while that will be true, it won't be in the way that people expect. He's not going to come and overturn the Roman government. And while all of those things have to be weighing on Jesus' mind, he's not so preoccupied about what his fate in Jerusalem will look like that he fails to notice Zacchaeus there up in the sycamore tree. Now, what does Luke highlight for us about Zacchaeus? As for the children's message, he was a tax collector, first of all, the people who were despised and looked down upon of all people in Israel. They were the ones who were working for the Roman government, taking taxes from people, and they had the reputation of also taking a little bit extra for themselves, right? And Luke tells us that he was a chief tax collector. So he's not just one of the little guys. He is the one that is so good at his job, probably making his pockets even bigger with what he takes from people. And on top of all of that, Luke then tells us he was rich. He doesn't just take a little bit to like feed his family. He has more than enough. He is rich, taking the hard-earned working dollars of all of his fellow Jewish people from them. Not well-liked. And the last thing that we hear about Zacchaeus is that he's short. He's short in stature. But interestingly enough, he's curious about this Jesus about this one that he has heard about who has been teaching and preaching all over the region about God. So much that he does the unthinkable. The unthinkable for a man in that world, especially at his level of importance. He ran in public and he climbed a tree. He was not a nine-year-old like my son who sees any tree and immediately starts to climb it. He was a grown man. And to do either of those two things would have brought shame upon him. But he's still curious enough to just get a glimpse of what Jesus looks like. But notice also that when he finds his spot up in the tree, he doesn't do anything to call out to Jesus much like those who were looking for healing did, who would cry out to Jesus from the roadside, the lepers, those longing to be healed. He is simply content just to get a look. And here's the thing. When Jesus comes across that sycamore tree, he sees Zacchaeus. He immediately spots him in that tree, He notices him. 
And Jesus calls out to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Now think for a moment what your initial reaction would be if you were the one up in that tree wanting to kind of just get a glimpse, nothing more, and then all of a sudden Jesus spots you and pretty much invites himself over to your house. What would be going through your mind? Maybe it depends on if you're a male or a female, but maybe your reaction would be, oh my goodness, the house is a mess. There's laundry everywhere. There's dishes in the sink. I have nothing in the fridge to even prepare a meal for Jesus. What am I going to do? Or maybe, maybe your response would be, you know, the house is fine. Things are kept There's no dust around. Things are looking in orderly fashion. But I sure hope Jesus doesn't see beyond the surface. I sure hope Jesus doesn't see beyond the picture-perfect surface of my house. To see more deeply the things that I'm hurting about or the things that I'm struggling with. While Zacchaeus is happy to welcome Jesus, he is immediately aware of the reactions of all of the crowds around them. Those who begin instantly grumbling about how Jesus is going over to the house of someone such the likes of Zacchaeus, a dirty, rotten tax collector. And yet, Zacchaeus immediately responds to Jesus by promising to give half of his possessions to the poor. Remember last week we heard the story about the rich man who refused to give anything? Now here Zacchaeus is willing to give half. And then comes the big if. If I have cheated or defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay them back four times as much. Now, it's hard to know whether the if there is a denial on Zacchaeus' part to fully recognize and admit to himself what he doesn't want Jesus to fully know about, of what he's done, or whether it's in part not even being able to see it for himself. Maybe he's been in the tax collecting business for so long that he's just kind of told himself excuses over the years of, this is just how it is, this is just normal. What, you know, I can't help that I'm taking a little bit more for myself. What does it matter that my actions might have an impact on someone else? Maybe he's not even fully able to see it for himself. But nonetheless, Zacchaeus' encounter with Jesus allows him to take a hard look at himself and his actions and seek to make a change. And Jesus points out to him and to all of the crowds that Zacchaeus is not someone who is excluded, but rather someone to whom salvation and grace has come because of Jesus, because Jesus has noticed him and has offered it to him. Now going back to imagining Jesus at your house, 
What do you think Jesus might challenge you on if he could? What is it in your life that you'd rather Jesus not notice? The things that you most struggle with, the things that you might not even know how you can change about yourself or about a situation. If and if any of those things exist for you, know that Jesus sees you. Jesus notices you right where you are. And Jesus notices not just your imperfections or your failures or your sinfulness. Jesus notices you for who you are. A son, a daughter, a child of God. Much like him. To whom salvation and grace and love has come. And so what are we to do with that? We respond with great thankfulness and gratitude. We respond maybe in the same way that this little boy did, recognizing that we can come to Jesus' house anytime we want to pray or sing or worship to our God, and that every time we welcome those around us, we welcome Jesus into our midst. Thanks be to God. Amen.